0: Hello and welcome to
1: War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast endorsed by me, all-American jumping seat rider, Taylor St. Jacques. Now here's your host, Auburn Elvis.
0: Hello and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that goes to swanky equestrian parties and is willing to tell you about it. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis, let's talk about some college equestrians. So, yes, um, I went to a fancy party on Friday night. Uh, It was an equestrian party. Now, this is something that a lot of schools do. They basically, they get uh, donors, sponsors, alumni, coaches, parents, and just all kinds of people. Get them together, and they talk about just the cool stuff they've done or the stuff they're going to do, and they thank everybody for giving lots of money, and, and then people drink and they eat food and just talk to one another. So Auburn did that, I'm sure... If you're a fan of another school, they probably do that too. So it was real fun. Did that on Friday night. It was homecoming weekend at Auburn, so I went back for various things and went to that. Uh, got to see a lot of people that I knew, meet some people that I didn't know, saw some former riders, um, talked to parents of existing riders, and just had a real good time. It was fun. Um, you know, if you ever get a chance to go to one of those, you should do it. They're You know, they got drinks, they got food. I mean, it's fun. Uh talked to some uh parents. It was really cool. uh talked to uh I think um Victoria Zimber, her mom was there. Her dad and brother were not there because I think they were running a half or doing a half triathlon or something the next day, so they weren't there, but talked to her mom. And what was really cool is uh we had been talking my wife and I had been talking to the parents of Anna Marie Mays and she was telling us some stories about when they moved them in and it was funny because she was telling us one side of the story and then the lady, you know, Mrs. Zimber was a cross over there and she heard the story that we were telling and she knew from the other side from her daughter having told her and so it was really and then she came, Oh I'm the mama, blah 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 That's my Mrs. Zimber impression. Uh so yeah it was cool, you know stuff like that. It's cool, it's it's fun, you meet people, you should go to those. Um Oh, I will say that uh, I met Lily uh, uh, Betty's parents, her dad, and they weren't impressed by me. So Lily, if you're listening, you know, they didn't seem like they got it, you know, what was up. They didn't know me. So if you could just kind of, you know, be slick about it. Don't just say, oh, I heard Auburn Elvis said you didn't know him. But, you know, do something like, oh, you were at the thing. Did, you know, was Albert Elvis there? And then they'll probably go, well, the uh, there was this guy in Elvis costume, but, you know, and then you could be like, oh, well, let me tell you what that's all about and tell them I'm kind of a big deal and all that. Uh, just kind of, you know educate your parents uh all that was fun it was neat to go through the facility and you get a little swag gift and you get to pose with some of the horses and it was neat um so yeah the weather was nice cool and you know like i said free drinks and food well free in that you've paid lots and lots of money and donations to get that food but anyway fun time go do it if you can so now let's talk about some actual equestrian action that happened The first meet we want to talk about is number 7, Baylor at UT Martin. Now, uh, Baylor is number 7 in my rankings, the official Auburn Elvis rankings. I'm not really sure what they are in the other rankings, but they're number 7. So, they're going to go over to UT Martin. UT Martin, not a traditional power. So, again, we kind of figured Baylor would win this one, and they did. Um, But it was actually, you know, a little closer than you would expect. Um, The way this thing kind of worked out is, uh, when, when I see the, the rosters or the, the, actually the matchups of the lineups, I go, I go through and I, I do little predictions of, oh, I think this girl's going to get the point here, or I think that rider's going to get the point there. If they're really close in terms of how they've been performing, I generally will just take the easy way out and say, okay, that's a toss up. So the way this worked out, at least in the, in the prediction, um, it, over in the jumping seat, I favored Baylor in four of those. Uh, again, there's 10 of each of these. So uh, Baylor was favored in four. Uh, I favored UT Martin in about three of the rides. And then there were three that were just toss-ups where it was too close to call. So um, the way the action uh, went down, uh, each team got an upset of the other, what I would consider an upset of who was favored. And then Baylor took two of those three toss-ups. So the and seat ended uh, six to four, um, where Baylor had the six and then UT Martin had four. Is pretty much what, what was expected based on those lineups. Just overall, I might would have expected Baylor to get, you know, maybe one more point uh, from the Skyhawks, but uh, a lot of it is depending on just the random draw of who gets matched up against whom, and so this worked out pretty much uh, as expected in terms of overall points. Now, over in the Western events, I had uh, Baylor favored in five of those head-to-heads, I had UT Martin favored in two, and then there were three toss-ups. Now, uh, Baylor got upset in two of their reigning matchups, but they upset the Skyhawks in one of the reigning matchups, and then the uh, there was a no-point tie in that other one, uh, and the Skyhawks were actually favored in that one. So all three of the toss-ups went Baylor's way uh, in this, and I'm, I'm sort of rambling here. Hold on, let me look at my notes. <laughs> okay, so basically um, there was a few upsets, but Baylor overall got the better of things uh, in reigning. Now, uh, when you look over at horsemanship, what happened? Uh, it kind of went as expected, according to my notes, which aren't very complete, apparently, but anyway, Western went 7-2 to two in favor of Baylor, and over Overall, it was 13 to 6. That's the important thing, okay? It was 13 to 6 overall. Um, both teams, I think, have things that they can take away, to, uh, have positive things they can take away from this meet. I think UT Martin rode really well on the and seat side, which might be a little surprising, uh, and Baylor uh, really shone on the Western ride, so they can certainly take that away uh, as, a, as a positive. So, Now, let's look at another big meet that happened this weekend. Number two, Texas A&M at South Dakota State. And again, they're number two in the Auburn Elvis rankings, but spoiler alert, they're probably not going to be number two for very long. Um, because this one was a lot closer than I think it was expected to be. And that's no shade throwing at uh, South Dakota State. It's just that Texas A&M returned a lot of talent. And when I say that, I want to be very, um, uh, descriptive about what I mean by that. Um everybody returns a fair amount of talent. It's just that a lot of teams had that talent concentrated into fewer numbers of riders. The way Texas A&M's roster is looking this year, they have their talent spread um, uh, across a larger number of girls on the lineup. So um, there's some positives to that and then some potential drawbacks to that, as we saw this weekend. What that tends to mean is, well, like, for example, let's say you had a team where you knew your number one and your number two rider, they were really good, they win like 80% of their rides or more, okay, that's a ton of talent and it's concentrate, concentrated into two riders. So you're pretty sure you're going to get those two points, but then your, your next three riders, uh, you know, you might just be you know taking whatever you can get, they might not be very good, maybe they're winning about 25% of their rides, those other three. So, overall, you've got a certain amount of talent well in texas a and m 's case, they might not have you know one or two riders that are that consistent, but there's not as much drop off on their number three, their number four, number five, or even six or seven, because last year they really rotated through, and they got a lot of girls some experience. And so part of the the downside of that is that you got lots and lots of options to put into um a roster or into a lineup that will only have five spots in a in an event. So there's a there's that chance that if a girl goes up there and maybe she, it's not her day, she didn't have her best day, there might have been a girl sitting on the bench that if you to put her in instead, she could have gotten that point for you. So there could be a lot of second-guessing, and I think there might be some second-guessing given how the results went down uh, in this meet. Let's get to the meet. Now, one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to actually go through here and just so we can analyze this one in particular, because overall, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it and say I don't think Texas a- A&M's performance uh, this weekend was was worthy of what we would expect from a number two team in the nation. So, We're going to analyze this, but I'm not interested in embarrassing anybody. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to tell you the names. I'm just going to say the situations in terms of, well, this rider tends to do about this well versus a rider who tends to do about that well. And that's why I favored this one or that one. And then here's how it it actually, you know, scored and went down. Uh, I did this back when Auburn lost to uh, Baylor because, again, we're not trying to, you know, point fingers at anybody. We're just trying to get an idea of how does the how do these situations come about? So let's look at that. Now, uh, what we had was in our first uh, um, head-to-head here in fences, we had uh, a rider for South Dakota State, and she had not ridden at all last year versus an Aggie rider who um, only rode like once or twice and lost every time. So again, don't have a lot of data between these two, so I just took the easy way out and said toss-up. Well, that one went to the Jackrabbits. Okay, so in a toss-up, South Dakota State got that one. All right. Next, one we had a ride where we had a Jackrabbit rider, she wins about 20% of hers going up against an Aggie rider who wins about 15% of hers. Now, again, neither one of these girls are just out there killing it, so there's not an obvious winner, so I took the easy way out and said toss-up. Well, that one, again, went to the Jackrabbit. So, again, these two toss-ups, hey, you know, South Dakota State got those. That's great, if you're a South Dakota State fan. Um... So next, we look at this. we got a South Dakota State rider uh, who had ridden a a little bit, and she had gotten no wins last year, uh, going up against an Aggie rider who had ridden some and had about 15% of her her wins. Now, I called this one for Aggies. I said, all right, this is going to be an advantage for Aggies because she's got a lot more experience. Doesn't have a lot of wins, but at least she's ridden a bunch. Well, this one also went to the Jackrabbits. So you got an unexperienced or a, a lesser experience with no wins upsetting somebody on the Aggie. So again, we got, boom, these first three rides go into the Jackrabbits when, you know, they were either toss-ups or favored for the other way. So then we get into some ones where we get a little bit more data that we can look at. We got a freshman rider from the Jackrabbits going up against an Aggie rider who wins over 50%. I favored uh, Texas A&M on that, and they got the point. Next one, we got a um, Jackrabbit rider who wins about 20%, going up against somebody who wins about 75% of the time for the Aggies. So this is their top rider in the event. Uh, And I I favored this one for the Aggies, and the Aggies did win that one. So, okay, that one, those last two went to form, but the first three, you know, gave uh, the Jackrabbit some points when you're kind of like, hmm, you know, maybe one or two of those should have gone the other way if things were clicking, really clicking for the Aggies. But they did not. So now let's look at the flat. We got a rider for the Jackrabbits who did no rides last year, going up against an Aggie rider who had won about a third, uh, a little bit more actually, of her rides last year. I favored the Aggies in that, and they did get the point. All right. Woo! Next, we got um, a Jackrabbit ra- rider who wins right at 50%, going up against an Aggie rider who wins pretty close to 100% of the time. This one was a big upset. It went to the Jackrabbits rider. In fact, she had the MOP. So maybe this was just a case where she just rode you know, lights out and upset the other girl who typically wins all the time. So, But this still is an upset. I mean, I, I think most people would have picked the Aggie rider to win in that situation, and she did not. So that was a point to the Jackrabbits. Next one, we got a, a matchup here where we got a, a girl who hadn't won any for the Jackrabbits going up against a girl who wins about 45% of the time for the Aggies. Pick the Aggies, they win that one, they did get that point. Next, we got a freshman, so we got no data on her for the Jackrabbits, going up against another girl who wins about 45% for the Aggies. I picked the Aggies, this one went to the Jackrabbits. So again, like mm, that's a little, uh, little uh, unusual, but didn't expect that, but it happens. It's just a lot of these are happening, <laughs> uh, and that's not great. Next, uh, last one in the flat, we've got a rider for the Jackrabbits who has won about 17%. Going up against an Aggie rider who um, only had, like, one or two rides, but she won them. So, I gave this one to the Aggies because I felt like, you know what? She's got some experience and she wins. So, but this one went to the Jackrabbits as well. So... When you look at this, uh, I had the Aggies favored in eight of these 10 uh, points, and they only won four of those. Um, I had two toss-ups, Jackrabbits won both of those. I had none of these that actually favored the Jackrabbits. Um, So yeah, they they ended up winning um, uh, six of the points, and uh, uh, Texas A&M only got four of the jumping seat points. So I'm sure that's that's not as good as what Texas A&M is uh, capable of, but hey, on this day, You had a lot of riders who, for whatever reason, were were losing their points uh, to the home team there. So that set the stage, and it kept this meet incredibly close. Um, Then we had, uh, let's see, the the second-to-last event was horsemanship. I'll run through this one in the same sort of way. The Jackrabbits had a girl who's got about a 50% winning percentage going up against an Aggie girl who uh, wins about 25% of the time. I gave this one, I favored the Jackrabbits, but the Aggies actually took that point. So here they're starting to kind of do the same thing in reverse, where they're, they're getting points that you know they weren't favored in. So the Aggies are coming back at this point. Then we've got got an upperclassman with no experience going up against a freshman for the Aggies. And I took the easy way out on this and said, toss up, I have no clue. Well, this one went to the Jackrabbits. So a little bit of back and forth here. Um, We got a Jackrabbit rider, 20% usually. And then she's going up against an Aggie rider who gets 63%, somewhere in that range. I uh, favored the Aggies and the Aggies did take that one. Next, we got a girl uh, who hadn't won at all for uh, uh, South Dakota State going up against a a girl that for the Aggies who wins about a third of the time. Um, I I favored the Aggies. This one ended up being a no-point tie, so a little bit of a victory there for the Jackrabbits uh, because they they weren't predicted to win in that one. And then we've got a, a big ride here where we've got a girl for the Jackrabbits where she wins about a third. Going up against an Aggie girl who wins almost 80% of the time. I favored the Aggies as you would expect, and she did get it. So here we've got a rider in horsemanship. She delivered. So um, but at this point, everything was tied. Seven to seven, going into the final event, which is raining. And frankly, it should, you know, well, if you're again, if you're good buying into the to the hype that basically came from me last week uh, that a m was really talented and you know number two team in the country and all that well, you don't expect the number two team in the country to be tied with an unranked foe uh, going into the final event so but with the pressure on uh, the Aggies did deliver uh, in the first ride here uh, there was a freshman going up against a girl who wins almost sixty percent of the time uh, for am uh, am i picked them and they did get that point. We have a girl that uh didn't ride any last year for uh South Dakota State going up against an Aggie girl who uh rides about a third or wins about a third of her rides. I pick the aggies jackrabbits pulled the upset there, so they're staying neck and neck now they're both tied eight to eight now we've got a girl who for uh South Dakota state. They, uh, She has won over two-thirds of her rides last year, going up against a junior who didn't ride at all last year for the Aggies. Uh, I picked the Jackrabbits in this, but the Aggies upset her. So this was a pivotal turning point right there. Uh, so then next we have a uh, girl for the Jackrabbits who wins about a little over two-thirds, going up against an Aggie rider who wins three-quarters, so 75% of the time. This one was a toss up. It was too close, so I took the easy way out. I said, I don't know who's going to win this, and uh, the Aggies won it. So that right there kind of sealed the 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 day, uh, gave them enough points to win. And then there was one final uh, ride where uh, the Jackrabbits had a girl who hadn't won at all uh, last year, going up against a girl who got gets about forty five percent for A and M. Picked A and M, and they get the point there. So. That basically they were able to kind of come from behind with the horsemanship or I'm sorry with the western uh rides and a and m was able to win the day ended up being eleven to eight, which is much closer than it should be, but it was good enough for a win. But I'm telling you, it's going to make me rethink and reposition some of the rankings. Uh, Texas A&M ain't going to be ranked number two in my rankings. Sorry, but you know they'll be ranked. It just won't be that high because until they can go out and show better uh, against some opponents, uh, you know I'm not going to rank them like that. So, all right. So we've got some. Uh, we've got one, a couple more meets, but what we'll do is we will take a break. Uh, go hear a commercial, hear Kyle talk about some stuff and then, uh, we'll come back and I'll, uh, do those next couple of, um, single discipline meets and let you know how those went.
1: Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special here at the E2C network. We pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash e 2 c Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com e2c network to join the e2c network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website e 2 cnetworkcom support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our e2c network family. Well, that's it Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode.
0: Alright, we're back. Now, let's talk about some single discipline teams. Now, what we mean by single discipline is basically, you know, you have the fancy English riding and then you have the Western riding where you look like cowgirls, but you ain't got lassos and stuff. Alright, so there are a lot of teams that don't do the Western ridings, okay? Because you gotta have more horses and you gotta have more coaches and it's a different style, so it's a whole different ballgame. So we have a, a, a section of the NCEA that will uh, allow teams to just compete in the Fancy English Riding or Jumping Seat. So there are a bunch of teams that just do that, and, uh, but they'll also compete against the other teams, but they'll only do, obviously, just the Fancy English Riding. So, but they only do, but they'll also do the Fancy English Riding just amongst themselves because there's a separate national championship just for Fancy English Riding. So let's talk about those Fancy English Riding teams. Three of them, uh, SUNY New Paltz, Delaware State, and Sacred Heart University, all got together to do a tri-meet. So they each rode against the other one one time. And let me tell you, here's how it went. On a, on a Friday, you had SUNY New Paltz, they beat Delaware State 5-3. to three. All right, so you're thinking, okay, SUNY New Paltz, they're better than Delaware State. Then you had uh, Sacred Heart beating SUNY New Paltz by five to three. And you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, transitive property, you got SUNY New Paltz, they're better than Delaware State. And then you now you've got Sacred Heart, they're better than SUNY New Paltz. Oh, that's easy. And then you have that last meet. And in that one, Delaware State beat Sacred Heart, but they beat them six to two instead of five to three. So now you have a circular argument where A is better than B, B is better than C, and C is better than A. So that does not compute. But and this is going to make it a little bit tough for uh, for me to figure out. Well, how do I want to rank these? But I'll tell you, the team that got six points is my new favorite because they did not get five. They didn't win five to three. If they would won five to three, I'd be kind of upset at them. But Six to three is much better, and uh, I think I'm going to bump, use that to bump um, Delaware State up a little bit amongst these uh, other two. So that's how that action went, um, and yeah, we'll see how the uh, other rankings do on that, but they'll somehow put them all down at number four somehow. Anyway, so that's how that me went. Um, looking ahead, let's see, I'm going to pause thing and look at my schedule. Okay, wait a minute. I was about to go on and do the schedule coming up for next week, but I've remembered that I forgot to talk to y'all about another meet. Um Bridgewater College, which is kind of new, new team here, they rode against Lynchburg and that one was 5 to 3. So a lot of 5 to 3 meets coming up this uh this past weekend. So uh but Lynchburg did win and so yeah, that one went 5 to 3 in favor of the Hornet. Now let's look at the schedule. So Coming up on Thursday, we've got South Carolina. They're going all the way across country to UC Davis, so they're going to ride against the Aggies over there. Um, I would expect South Carolina to probably win this one, but I'll be honest with you, Texas A&M's performance has got me questioning everything. So who knows how that's going to go. I think it'll be the Gamecocks, but, you know, that's why they ride the meat, so you know who's better. After that, the next day... South Carolina is going to go over to Fresno State and ride against them. But it won't just be Fresno State because TCU is also coming to town, uh, and it's going to be a tri-meet separated over two days. So uh, the Gamecocks will ride against the Bulldogs on uh, Friday, and then on Saturday the the Gamecocks are going to ride against the Horned Frogs, and then the Horned Frogs are going to ride against the Bulldogs. So that's how it's all going to work out. Also happening on Friday, so I'm going back in time a little bit, Uh, UT Martin is heading up to Delaware State, so they are going to ride against them, and there's another tri-meet going on up there that's over two days again, and SMU is that other um, team coming to visit. So then on Saturday, you're going to have SMU riding against UT Martin up in Delaware, and then you're going to have the Mustangs ride against Delaware State um, on a uh, Saturday night. So that's how that's going to go. Oh wait, we also have a Sunday meet. TCU is going to ride against UC Davis. Oh wow. So they're doing the exact reverse of what, um, uh, uh South Carolina did. So yeah, once TCU is done, then they're going to go to nearby Davis and they're going to ride against the Aggies. So, okay, well that, that's got a certain symmetry to it that I can certainly appreciate. Um, as far as who's going to win, uh, you know what? I would favor TCU to probably beat South Carolina and beat UT, uh, UC Davis. Uh, as far as the SMU one, I think SMU is going to beat both UT Martin and Delaware State, and I'm not sure how UT Martin and um, uh, Delaware State will do. I think, you know, the Skyhawks did really well this past weekend, so I'm going to go ahead and say that they're going to beat Delaware State. But again, uh, the Aggies have me questioning everything, so I don't know who's going to win. Uh so, but that's our look. quick look ahead at some of the action that's coming up this next week. And uh, like, as always, I'll, you know, give you a little recap of how the action actually went. Um, and so that way you can keep uh, up to date on that. So that is, in general, that's our podcast. We don't have a lot of Auburn news to talk about. Um, oh, well, I did talk to some people um, and they told me that, One of the reasons that we haven't seen the Auburn spring schedule released yet is because there was another team that has also not released their spring schedule, and if you paid attention to the last episode, you know who that was. And at first, those two teams, Auburn and this other team, were going to be playing, but at the last minute it didn't work out, so Auburn is now scrambling to see if they can get another opponent lined up in the spring, and they should know pretty soon and they will uh, get that worked out. Uh, I think Auburn is also doing a not-really-publicized scrimmage or slash exhibition against uh, University of Suwannee's IHSA team coming up this weekend just to kind of get Auburn ready for Georgia, which they have the following week. Uh, That is your update of uh, the the equestrian world. Um, I am Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening. And War Horses.